Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wheel of What? Again, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wheel of What. We are back again with now a new chapter. We are on chapter 28, Footprints in the Air. Um, this is a interesting chapter because, again, you get some of that dynamic between Nynaeve and Moraine and the limits or abilities of the one power in this. Um, Nynaeve and Moraine and Lan get to White Tower just the White Bridge. Or White Bridge. Just just dollar late the day late, dollar short. They're 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 right behind and as we know in the story um, we have Matt and Rand are already gone. Um, Tom is apparently dead. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that there there was that cliffhanger, and and, and he, he we got Ray over here shaking his head. No, 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 no. Tom is not dead. Tom is not dead. They've named him. They've given him time. He's not dead. <laughs> so no, no. I'm, I'm only you, saying you that do because know about, the, you do because know how George is, Martin works, right? Right. No, that's 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 like if we follow George R. R. Martin's <laughs> example. The more time they give somebody in a, in a few chapters, the more likely the more likely you are to to see them die in some horrible way. Um, okay, this guy's gonna pull a Loki. Tell the Lannisters it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel this guy's gonna play it. Pull a Loki though. Tom's uh, gonna pull a Loki. And the okay. reason I say this is because no matter how many times Loki is killed, he comes back. And in other words, yes, it was left on a cliffhanger, but when Maureen. And the and that party arrived at Whitebridge. Maureen, Moraine, sorry, not Maureen, Moraine, was going through and feeling the air <laughs> to see Moraine. what she could tell. Okay, so now that lets her know about Matt and Rand. Yes, no, it does. But at the same time, she was also told that the third person in that party got on a boat. That maybe. Maybe. I think the words they used actually were, were quite literally that that a gleeman possibly left with the boat. Yes, that was with the words. Possibly uh, got on the boat. That's why I said possibly, okay? Right. I didn't I didn't say he did get on the boat. I said possibly. And of course they because of the, the douche nozzle sailor only... that they kicked off of that boat, um, Oh, yeah, he that ruined guy. them. Yeah, th that, that's why that boat had to leave in a hurry because the whole town went. They're the ones that brought the problem, and everybody freaking 
mobbed the damn docks to get after that boat, and that boat was like, deuces, <laughs> see ya. Yeah, now here's now the thing is, too, though, in this chapter, it was actually kind of interesting because of the way Nanive looks at Lady Moraine, and she all, and at one point, is basically afraid of her, <laughs> from what I gather. <laughs> Just from a look. It's like, and, don't you even. <laughs> and this is important. Part when they okay, so the discussion that was happening at that point was when Moraine said, "What about Egwene? What about her?" Yes, you've mentioned the boys. You've talked about being able to follow the boys, but you haven't brought up Egwene. You say that she's this strong, strong person with the one power, and yet and important, but you don't seem to care at all about her because you're just not bringing her up, and. I don't think that's the case because, I mean, Moraine, I think in this in this chapter she says she doesn't sense her. But I think she's just saying that because I think she has a feeling that she can already feel that Egwene is on her way to where they're already supposed to be meeting. Not necessarily because, like, with the boys, she'd have to be within, like, half a mile of them to know. Like, she'd have to be close. Um Obviously, she is not that close to Egwene. No. And, but she is about two or three days behind the boys, which puts them anywhere from 25 to 40 miles away. Right. But that's just because that they were, as they explained it, they they were in fear when they ran for their lives, which, for good reason, there, there was a murderall there. If you were faced with a dude that was basically the personification of darkness and evil that was standing there without the wind fluttering even a hair on his head and he was pulling a sword out for you, would you be afraid? Oh, hell, I wouldn't even stick around. Besides, right now, Ben looks like he's got smoke ready to pull out, pour out of his ears looking at him over here in the video that we have up. <laughs> No, no, I'm just thinking that that day I would be glad that I wore the brown pants. <laughs> oh, yes, the brown pants. <laughs> yeah, that day would definitely be the day that I, I hope that I wore khakis. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the, what about the red coat? Uh, well, okay, now the red coat. Now, if we've ever talked about, we've brought up the series a couple of times. There's a series called The Sword of Truth. Um, and... There is a society of women in in the Sword of Truth series called the Mord Sith. And I love how he's on such a one-track mind with this, completely bypassing the old joke about the general in the red coat and Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I knew where you were going with that. Uh, Thank you. I, I... <laughs> because that immediately brings to mind the the, the red leathers for the for the Mord Sith. In... Oh, maybe for you, Mister One Track Mine, <sighs> Red Leather Dominatrix. <laughs> I was I was going off the military thing you like he did. Me? You know, if you saw an, yeah. an Amazonian woman with a with a tight blonde braid standing there with bright red leather and 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 a a a riding crop waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'd have I'm sure your I'd... first words would be, "What is the safe word?" <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, pretty much, and, and 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 I would be conflicted due to a recent <laughs> meme. I think I know what my safe word would be. It would be meatloaf. 
because I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> okay. You just See, now, I just had that for dinner <laughs> with a salad. <laughs> I just had meatloaf for dinner. And here you bring it up. Mm. It's the perfect safe word. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It is. Um, but again, you just dated all, all three of us. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally did. But anyway, so back to the story. The reason why here. this all came up was because of the color choice of the clothes that we were wearing due to hide the shit blowing out of our ass when a a evil thing is standing there ready to murder us. It, it, it's there. Um, the, there is no chance to roll for initiative. Just go ahead and... and roll to escape <laughs> roll yeah. to escape you you, yep. you are not winning this fight you you must run away if you try to Shit, fight this, i rolled a one if you try to write, roll this um it's gonna be a dc level of of 50 and uh you are not hitting it <laughs> no matter what your this bonuses is, this are this is one of this is this is one of the wandering monsters that your dm throws in just to make sure to teach you the lesson that you have to run away sometimes Exactly. Yes. Isn't that something? Oh, okay, because I recently heard that there's a a periodically a super rare monster in D and D that's actually in the bag of holding, that apparently fell into a bag of holding, became a monster, and pops out on a rare occasion from a random bag of holding. Uh, that depends on the DM. I've heard about this one, and and I've you should, you should never look into had it. That, that would be in any, any games, but that would be kind of awesome. To right? Do. There's no. I, I've it's never known people. anybody that used it. I've just recently started getting into a lot of real plays, and somebody brought this up, and I looked it up, and it's a legit thing. Um, I still say my favorite anything is where you've got engineers playing D and D, and they come up with like the nuclear arrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they figure out how to do it you know it's well it's some some, pu- some combination of a rolled up uh, portable hole and something else that yeah just essentially makes the nuclear a, arrow a yeah nuclear arrow. just about see yeah. see it could be worse you could have been you could have been playing with cavalry scouts <sighs> i don't know what cavalry scouts are but i know what cavalry scouts are Calvary, sorry, I missed. Cavalry, cavalry, cavalry is is biblical. Cavalry is horsey boys. Look, I don't give a damn how it's said right now. Words are fucking hard. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> and besides, if you're gonna keep correcting me, our audience knows what what, what, what I meant then too. <laughs> exactly, ladies and gentlemen. This trolling brought to you by me. <laughs> and all so, word corrections you, will be brought to you by Boone. So yeah, the you, um, this entire chapter it was a really short chapter actually, but it yeah. it went in <laughs> hence the and, sidebars, <laughs> right? It, it's us taking up time. Um, it went into showing how Moraine and Lan and Nynaeve are trying to find information about uh, the boys, um, and it also goes in for. People know that Nynaeve is Aes Sedai. Like, at least it's implied that they know. And despite the you fact mean Moraine? that... Uh-huh. Nynaeve, yeah, Moraine it, or Nynaeve? Moraine, Moraine. People know that Moraine is, is, yeah. is Aes Sedai. 
and, or at least it's implied. And despite that, even though there's a lot of mistrust for the Aes Sedai, her personality enables her to actually talk to people, like get them to open up and talk. But again, I mean, wouldn't you want to talk to Mistress Alice? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds like that one high school guidance counselor that was actually worth a shit. Right. And and she's she's it she's passionate about what she does is what it is. It's like you can it, the way the way it was described is that when she showed the concern because when they went in there, the town was in, in it, city was in shambles. Like there was a big fight that went on, and well, that was all of course due to the. Uh, Everything was burned to shit, and none of the townspeople wanted to say what really happened. All they did was say, "Yeah, a lamp got knocked over and started and started burning shit." Right. One said that one. Another <laughs> one said it was was something that came off of a ship. Another one said, and so they had to sift through the truths. And so, old lady Leary left a lantern in the shed. Right, and and that's you know they they it's it's the reality of. And again, this is one of the things that I love about Robert Jordan's work is when you're doing any kind of investigation, when you're doing any kind of questioning of people, it is a reality that you're going to run into 50 billion different stories and each story might have an element of truth to it, although most of it will not be. So you've got to get as many different stories as you can to get the reality of it. Well, you also have people that technically don't want to talk to cops, and that's what they're looking at the Aes Sedai as in this case. Not necessarily cops, but an investigative force. Well, yeah. Um, you all, outsiders are asking too many questions. Although it was rather Go funny away. when they're sitting in the tavern <laughs> and the, um, the local militia shows up and, and Land deals with him. That was just straight <laughs> up. Land kind of looked at him like, what? <laughs> <laughs> local militia guy he's all in shiny armor and a uniform and 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 just one look at land is like um sir yes sir um yeah uh go ahead finish your meal and do what you want to do uh we do ask you know be careful and and leave town when you can with your with your permission of course you know <laughs> it, it was yeah. it was really just a you're scarier than i am hmm you know, you probably actually know how to use that sword. Yeah, yeah, he has a, he has a high intimidation factor with bonuses. Right, right. He's one of those, you know, it, charisma it, and strength maxed out. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's it, like that Terry Crews is the paladin meme. <laughs> you spend all your points in charisma oh. and strength. Can you imagine if Terry uh. Crews? You know, based off Jeez, of what been cast he is, as land, <laughs> what was, you know, he would have he couldn't be a, a first level any damn thing. But imagine if he was like a <laughs> a level five paladin who initially started everything off with his charisma and and uh, performance, and then and then did all the rest for barbarian. So he's a barbarian. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, but sorry. That, that, it, it, what comes to mind is that's exactly how it would be. That's though. hilarious. Yes, it, it's totally how it would be. He would sit there and he'd whip out this like two-handed great sword and make his pecs dance a couple of times. Like, come on, let's do it. You know, it it, it wouldn't even be. He wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what was that one that he was in with Adam Sandler? I think it was doing a prison of some kind. Oh, man. He's been he in kept so pulling many cheeseburgers like out of his pocket or pants. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that one. Probably the one I liked the best with him, though, is his commercials. The, the one where he played the drums by flexing his muscles in individual places. Yeah. That, yes. that was absolutely yes. hilarious. But let's try to get back to this because um, I look over here and I see the word wool gathering in the in the chapter synopsis. And yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. I can't let it. I cannot let this pass without at least making a nod at the real life wholesomeness that is Terry Crews. This is true. He, I he gotta is, give props to the man, you know. He's probably one of the most awesome guys I've seen it in in performance art you know he's he's an awesome guy um on and off screen we we might we might be making fun of him a little bit we might point out some stuff he did funny but all in all we all know that he's a good guy in real life probably one one of the best actors i've seen in a long time that's why i said give him props there is a name that is brought up that is actually rather significant for the first time i believe in this chapter um you can correct me if i'm wrong Queen Morgaze. Re-railing us now? <laughs> I, I'm attempting. Morgaze? Queen Morgaze. Morgaz. Morgaz. Uh, Morgaz. Yeah. I believe this Tomato is the potato. first time she's brought up. Um, and her importance yep. is not necessarily <clears throat> so much her as... Never mind. I can't do it without spoilers. Um, but Oh, no. She's important. Well, yeah. Yeah, she is. Wait, she's really um, important. Pronunciation. Uh, just so you know, yes, I just looked up the pronu- Yeah, I just looked up the pronunciation. It's more gays. More gays. There we go. I read All it right. right. Are we gonna really do this? Yes. Are we gonna do this? He looked M-O-O-R up the O O R dash G A Y Z. That is the pronunciation. And so he's going to whip out the book for the official version. Let him actually do – no, this is the this is right off our wiki that we've been – for our notes. <laughs> but he's going to whip out that book that weighs probably about yes, 50 pounds. So it's more of a tome than a book. <laughs> good word. It's actually, what was that? It's more the encyclopedia. I said good word. It's actually more the encyclopedia. It doesn't actually have the pronunciation. Let me check the other one. Oh, by the way, I did read. Greg, you'll be interested in this. This one's coming out in reprint. Nice. I think in October they were talking about uh, re-releasing it uh, in hardback at least. So that could be telling for when the show releases. Right. Nice. So, and the dog so is just figuring that out. More, more, guys, more gays, more We guys. need Jeopardy music, a- dude. <laughs> ding 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 ding
Ding, 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 ding. Space balls, yes. Oh, in case it wasn't completely obvious that we're doing this, um, that we are all geeks (laughs) through and through. Uh, If that's the case, where the hell is my goddamn money for performing in front of people as as this clown? (laughs) Just for people wanting to know the definition of geek. But in the ter- in the second one is what we are, fans of everything that we love. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah. right, we'll we'll leave it at more gays, and you can correct us later if, if if you find us to be wrong. Oh no, I'm not correcting anybody. <laughs> I'm just gonna look at you and judge you <laughs> silently as he intensifies the lighting on his face. Oh, <laughs> no, it's just because the browser's up. <laughs> Yeah, it's more guys. Yeah, weave of the wheel, and and yeah, no, it that's basically where it ends. Is is that that look of of um, hatred or not hatred, anger from uh, Moraine when Nynaeve tries to say that um, Moraine <laughs> doesn't care about Egwene. That she, all she cares about is the boys and what she wants them to do, and. That, you know, and and I guess I get that. And it, again, that's the reality. When somebody accuses you of doing something that is not you. You know, when somebody says that you are a certain thing. I know Dr. Pepper Zero is a wonderful thing. Um, when somebody says that you are My precious. some kind of negative thing. Uh, okay, since we're showing off drinks. <laughs> Wait, let me get it. Uh, uh. You're a little too close to the camera there. Nice. Does it does it taste like that horrible old uh, tropical punch? I can't even remember what the name of that drink was. Hi C. Would you like a Hawaiian punch? Oh yeah, no, yes. it, it's more like High C. Oh, is it High C? But um, I'm actually a little irritated because Hawaiian punch, real Hawaiian punch, is pog. To, to, um, yeah, passion orange guava, that's the stuff. But that's got to be, yeah. Okay, sorry, go Way ahead. too rich and too sugary for my blood there, gentlemen. Right, and you can buy it locally, too. <laughs> um, No, I can't. I see Puppy just I got can. on couch and laid down. Um, and I hate you. Puppy is sprawled out on the couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so meal finished in silence. They 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 leave through the smoke stained town in silence. So they're on their way to Camelot. That's that's where that's basically where this chapter leaves off. They had that conversation. They discussed the fact that or who they're going to go after. Um, they know that these boys were here most recently, and they they basically the idea is that they know that they're going to head towards Camelot. Um, so that's where they go. It's kind of like the end of a good gaming session. You know, you, you leave it right there. It's like, and with the meal finished, decisions made, you walk out of town. There's your game. We've had a couple of cliffhangers lately. (laughs) And it's not even like there's a whole bunch that went on. It's just that there was so much, you know, 
fact finding so much how the process of how Nynaeve and Land and, and Moraine work at following the others and, and reuniting. So it's the a party. world building session. It's a total world building session. That being said, um, we finished this this chapter and I think we're gonna go ahead and call it quits. So, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, thank you for listening to The Wheel of What. Um, of course, with me, I've got Ben, who's not on anything. Ray, who's got his own podcast, and that's the Raven's Nest Slowly channel. Slowly working on it. I've got another podcast. That's a Squirrel Tangent. If you want to hear more of us, go ahead and check us out on our other podcasts. Go ahead and check us out right here. If you really love us, there's a little uh, fun dust button on there. So, aloha, and thank you for listening. Peace.